Welcome to We Talk About Movies, the family-friendly movie podcast that focuses on the storytelling of movies. Here are your hosts, Kevin and Ruth. Hello, everybody, and welcome to We Talk About Movies. Surprise! <laughs> We're not gone forever! We're recording a podcast. <laughs> I know, it's kind of crazy. It's definitely... People it, probably thought that we just gave up. <laughs> I actually, like, it took a while to get started tonight because I had to remind myself how the equipment works. That's Be- how long it's been. Because, yeah, we don't, we haven't done a podcast in a long time. Um, because we have no time. We don't. Our, <laughs> our youngest son is now seven months old and... For a while, for a couple days or weeks, he was sleeping through the night, and we were like, "This is good. We can get back in a podcast routine." And um, that did not he last wakes very up long. Once a night now, so he wakes up once a night. He at least goes to bed um, around the same time every night now. But he does. But right when it's not, it's like somehow he knows when we're going to bed. Though. Yeah, it is every uncanny. time we turn the TV off or or get in bed or whatever it is, put our heads on the pillow. And he immediately starts crying. And then it's daddy time. Well, sometimes he goes back to sleep. Not every time, but. <clears throat> yeah. But anyways. Um, but there's a reason it's daddy time. Yes. Um, if you have not heard, which you probably haven't, because we haven't posted anything. Well, um, but let's face it. Only our family probably really listens to us anyway. So they probably already know. We have like two <laughs> or three good podcast friends that I think. Listen, so I posted, I said, hey, I, I feel like we need to do another podcast. My friend from work just found out about our podcast and she's like going to go listen. Wait, who? Nirmita. Oh, hi, Nirmita. Hi. Um, I don't know if she'll actually listen to this, but. No, but I'm going to say hi to her anyway. Okay. Um, so I said, I, I want to get a podcast out there. And two of our friends uh, in the podcast world, um, Andre from Backseat Directors and Mikey from Big Screen Breakdown. Uh, both tweeted, yeah, we miss you too. We hope you post something. So, like, they, they, I'm, they listen some. The fans to, miss us. No, we don't have fans. <laughs> I was being but, sarcastic. Um, they, there are some people that will listen to us every now and then, and we appreciate it when they do. And so, uh, this is still our really fun hobby, and we do this, you know, for each other and for our kids. And I wish we could do it more, quite honestly. Didn't I tell you that the other day? I that's, said, that was what I, that was what I tweeted. I missed I said, it. You know, it was so neat. This evening, Ruth said, you know what I miss? Podcasting. I said, well, let's try to make a podcast. So that was the other thing that... Um, well, and the funny thing is we watched this movie two or three days ago. Yeah. And we're just now getting to podcast. Every night it's, do you, do you, we have time? Do we have the energy well, to record? And the answer is no. For one reason or another, no. Well, oh, I guess we kind of skipped over that news. It's because I'm pregnant. It's because Ruth (laughs) is pregnant again. Basically, today is 12 weeks. So coming up to the end of the first trimester, hoping... Technically, I I looked it up today. It's at 14 weeks. I forgot. Is when the second trimester starts. Some things say 12. Some say 14. Who knows? But the the nausea is... is It's getting better. ...waning. So hopefully the second trimester will be better and will, you know, but... It takes a lot out of you to be pregnant, I'm told. I don't know firsthand, personally. Well, yes. The fatigue in the first trimester is rough, especially when I'm home all day with two under two. Yep. And uh, 
the other thing is the nausea. That's part of the reason you have to do daddy duty in the middle of the night. Yep. And luckily you only have to get up once. I mean, typically, I don't think you really have. He's no, good. It's he just, generally one time a night. But if I wake up in the middle of the night on an empty stomach, and I'm sure most other pregnant women can attest to this, you are very nauseous. Yeah, and and I don't mind. I'm, I'm happy to help. So, and I'm I'm growing life. I I need sleep. You do. <laughs> Not that you don't need sleep because you're the one that works. So you definitely need sleep too. But anyway, we're a team. We are going to have three under three. And um, no, this was not planned for those of you wondering. This was you know a very what? big surprise. <laughs> a wonderful surprise. A child is always a blessing. And we and we truly believe that. And we are excited to have a third and, child. And hope, you know, at that point, maybe we're done. And we've just got. Yeah, yeah I think I'm done. 2016, <laughs> 2017, 2018 birthdays. And our kids are one, two, three, right after the other. And uh, that's, it sounds great to me. I don't have to go through being pregnant. So I was very excited from the moment we found out. I and was just going to say, the moment we found out, I cried. I'm not even going to lie. Ruth was I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I cried and cried because but. I thought, how can I do this again? I was just pregnant. I mean, at the time when we found out, Grant was uh, five, five months, months old. old. Yeah. Right. So I, as most women I bet out there can relate, had a little bit of a meltdown. Which is fine. So <laughs> so I will say like two or three days before we found out Ruth was pregnant, I asked her, I said, hey, if you, if I could guarantee you 100% you're going to get that baby oh, yeah. girl, <laughs> we have two boys. If we got the girl, would you be willing to be pregnant right now? And you said... I said yes without hesitation. She said yes. So we actually bought a $79. It's called Sneak Peek. It's a blood test that an will... An at-home blood test An at-home blood do. test that will hopefully tell us if the results are correct, the gender of the baby. Um, we should actually know that within the next 48 hours. So We'll let you guys know the next time we podcast, which yeah. may be a few months yeah, from now. So by, by, the, by then we'll have the sonogram and we'll yeah. know. <laughs> by the time you're hearing this, we probably already have the results. <laughs> and then in the next podcast, we will talk about the results, which may be a long time from now. So, uh, Well, we'll try, we'll try to make something happen. So but. we are coming up on awards season. I guess some of the awards have already been given out. We don't, Well, the, the Oscars are coming up. And yeah, I think the I mean, Oscar the nominations one. just came out. But yeah, they just did the... Uh, what was the one that uh, Chris and Bell hosted? I have Golden no Globes? idea. Maybe. I, anyway... Yeah, it's award season. So. We don't really care about awards. Um, but Well, mainly because in the past, when we've tried to go back and watch some of the ones that are nominated. They're bad. Yeah, we don't typically like yeah, them. Not, I, not all the time. Most of the but time. But a lot of the time. Or it's one of those movies where we're like, it's a really good movie, but I never want to watch it again. Yeah. Because it's so heavy or just yeah. so much emotion. And it's... the. the the Oscar movies a lot of times are just uh, – let me just say that the people that are on the Academy, they do not have the same tastes, interests as I do. So most of the time we don't like the same movies and that's perfectly fine. But um, there are some movies, some nominated movies that we have some interest in. One of them is the one we're talking about today, which is The Big Sick. Mm-hmm. So it's been nominated for a couple of awards, and I've heard... Do you know what it's nominated for? I don't know. 
Okay, I was just curious. I think screenplay, I don't know, it doesn't matter. Well, to, I was curious, I'm curious, but... It doesn't matter to us. Well, it to matters, me. clearly it matters to me. Okay, well, <laughs> I'm asking the question. <laughs> I don't know. We, we can look it up, but it's nominated for something, and it's an, it's on it's streaming on Amazon Prime right now, so if you haven't seen the movie, you can go watch it. Yeah, it's on um, Prime. Uh, because it's been so long i forgot how we're supposed to start this thing this is a spoiler podcast so we're going to get into this movie fairly soon and we're going to talk about spoilers so if you haven't seen it go see it or i guess if you don't care about hearing the spoilers you can keep listening but right we are going to talk about this whole movie um it's maybe the first rom-com we've ever done is that right what's up Rom-com. Romantic <laughs> oh, comedy. I was like, what is it wrong? I feel really stupid because I was like, I know I should know this, but what the heck is a rom-com? <laughs> wow, I feel Anyways. really dumb now. But Well, I was actually going to say, I thought it was like a comedy drama, a drama comedy, like c- kind of both. Yeah, because, it was. So if you don't know anything about the movie, by chance, you, yeah, you want to listen anyway, is because it's about a, a guy and a girl. The guy's a comedian. And she uh, she heckles him one night, I guess, at the uh, his stand up routine. And anyway, they end up dating, and they get pretty serious. But they have this falling out because he's uh, Pakistani, yes. and uh, his family is very uh, much into the Pakistan culture. And he can only marry a woman from Pakistan, and yes. you know, no uh, nowhere outside their culture. So. And he clearly does not believe in that. So anyway, they end up breaking up because of that kind of drama. And then she gets sick, uh, really sick, to the point where she's put into a medically induced coma and is in the coma for about eight days or something. And then uh, he kind of realizes, what was I thinking? She's actually very important to me. So that's where it turns into this very dramatic movie. Yeah. So that's why I was like, it's just kind of a, a comedy maybe, drama. Yeah, maybe it's not a romantic comedy. Um, I, I mean, I guess it kind of is, but kind but of. there's a lot of drama in it too. Yeah. So it's it's a really interesting movie in in the sense that it raises some interesting questions. And um, you know, Ruth talked about the plot. Um, this is a spoiler podcast again, so let's just go right through it. Her parents come. Um, her, she told her parents everything, so they don't really like him. When so um, her her name is Emily. Emily is and the girl. She and you're talking about the she went into a coma, and he yeah. had to call her parents because she was in school, and her other friends were like, "Hey, she's sick." Like they thought she had the flu, and so they called. Uh, what was his name? Um, it's his real name. It's his name in yeah. real life, and I don't. Why know. can I, can't I not think it. of it? Kamal? Yeah, that's what I was going to guess. I don't know. I don't remember. But anyway, he he had to go meet her at the hospital because everybody else had finals. And then it turns out like she got worse and worse. And then the doctor was like, okay, you're her husband, right? Uh, Okay, we have to put her in this medically induced coma. And he's going, well, wait, we broke up. Like, you know, all this stuff. And the doctor's like, I'm going to ask you this one more time. Basically saying, you need to do this or she's going to die. Yeah. So he had to put her in this medically induced coma and then call her parents and be like, Hey. <laughs> yeah. And that was so, uh, it was so stupid. He calls, he says, Hey, 
She's fine. Yeah, I don't know why he said she's fine. Which she's was, not fine. Yeah, which was just like, she's fine. She's in a medically induced coma. That is not an appropriate string of sentences. That I had a problem with that too. <laughs> but I guess when you're overwhelmed like that, I know. I, it, things just fall out of your mouth. Yeah, I'm not saying it's like a plot hole or anything. But no, I was no, just like, no. Come on, dude. That's like, be better. That wasn't good. <laughs> no, that was not good. Not, I mean, who knows how we would have handled the situation if we were in it, but I would I hope know. that I would not have phrased it that way because, yeah, it was not. She was not fine. No. So, so she's not fine. The parents come. They don't like each other at first. He keeps coming around. They eventually talk, get to know each other, like each other. She comes out of the coma. Um, and Matt, and yeah, everyone's happy they get back together. Well, no, not yet. She's, uh, she's not okay with it. He moves to New York and then she comes and follows him and sees his show. And then the credits say they got married. And this is based on a true story, but Which I didn't know when we were watching it and it made me mad. I did know it, but I didn't tell you. I know. That's why I'm mad at you. Super rude. I'm sleeping in this media room chair tonight. <laughs> Just for that. Yeah, totally. Um, but so that was the movie. Um, so overall, I re- actually really enjoyed this movie. Okay, I don't well, know about tell, you. Yeah, tell me why. Well, I liked. It has a lot of awkward comedy, which it does. I find pretty funny, mm-hmm. and also because we were both kind of awkward kids growing up, so it's uh, funny to see. And I like, you know, the overall. <clears throat> point of it to me or the message that i got from it was you know he he loves his family very dearly yes he does and they put a lot of pressure on him to stay within their culture their ideals like they keep bringing women over for him to meet because in their culture uh they do arranged marriages and he keeps trying to go along with it and he meets Emily and he doesn't mean for it to happen, but they end up falling in love even before he realizes it. Mm-hmm. And because, and it's kind of, I guess it's also kind of sad that it took her almost dying essentially before he realized, wow, I almost threw this away. Like this is something real. This is love. Uh, but I almost threw it away from my family. And that was it. That's a huge, I find that a very interesting struggle because how do you choose between your family, who's always your family that you love unconditionally, and your romantic love of yeah. the person that you find or your soulmate or whatever you want to call it? It's, he was very challenged trying to pick between the two. It's, it's and, a hard decision. and and But I love the decision he came to because he knew if he – uh, rejected his family essentially by saying, I love this white woman <laughs> that they were, they would disown him. And I love that he was like, Nope, not an option. You guys, I, I won't let you disown me. I am going to love this woman because that's who I am. And you've raised me in America. And that's the culture that I've been inducted in. And, uh, I refuse to let you kick me out. Yeah, which was really neat, and and that's I, I think pretty cool. I what one thing about it is I understand 
there's obviously some dramatization of this story and it's not completely accurate. And Right. I don't know if all of that is accurate. Yeah, I'm just so, solely talking about the movie. Right. And so in the movie, it's, yeah, I, I do love that. I just wonder, like, was that real? I think it seems like in real life it was less of a, I, I think they overplayed the whole, you must marry a Pakistani woman and, and we're going to disown you. I think that was overplayed for dramatic effect, which is, it might have been, which is fine. Um, but I think for the movie, it was perfectly fine because I bet that's real for, for some people. people. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, um, and like I said, what a difficult thing, love between family and love between your partner. Well, and that's the thing is, is if you ask me today, you know, you have to choose between your wife or your, biological mom or whatever. And, and that would never be a scenario for me, but if it was, of course I would choose my wife cause she's my wife and, uh, my wife comes first, even before our children, but we're married. We've been married. Um, you know, ask that same question when Ruth and I are just dating and we think we love each other, but we don't know. Yeah, it might have been a different it's answer. It's a much <laughs> harder decision. And so, and, and maybe choosing the, your family is the right decision in, in that sense, depending on how long you've been with that person. Is that truly the person for you for the rest of your life? I don't know. So it's, it's well, very difficult. Well, that's why I think difficult. because of the situation, specifically their story, because she got sick. It really threw things into perspective for him. Yeah. Because he knew he liked her. He knew he cared for her. But he was not ready to take that step of, she's the one and I love her and I do love my family, but I I can't let this go either. I don't I, know. I thought a really interesting decision was he determines that he does love her and he wants to be with her. And she says no. And well, his immediate like, reaction was, I'm going to move to New York. And that was very interesting to me. Like if he had truly was, had come to the decision of this is the woman for me, I need to have her. And she says no. And all of a sudden he's like, it feels like his decision was, well, I guess I don't really have to have her. I guess I can just leave this city and go across the country without her. And that's going to be okay. It, it was kind of a weird, um, and, and not necessarily again, right or wrong, but I thought that was a little bit weird that, that he had spent all this second half of the movie determining that she, he needs to be with her. And then he right, just but you can't runs make, away from her, but you can't make somebody love you. No. And yeah, he could have stayed, but he also, I mean, let's say, let's play this out the opposite direction. Say he stayed and she never came around. She's like, yeah. no, I don't, like, I'm done with you. Yeah, it's very possible. So so I, I don't necessarily disagree because he can't just stop living his life. True. I mean, I get, like, sometimes you got to fight a little bit harder, but somebody else could also argue, well, if it's meant to be, it'll come back around. True. So... I don't, I don't necessarily find it that weird that he would yeah. go to New York to pursue his career. No, I don't think it's weird. Um, just it, it was an interesting position to put him in and interesting that that's what he chose. Yeah. Can I tell you one part about the movie that I do not resonate with at all? Yes, please. So I saw a video today on Facebook with the actor who plays himself, which I didn't realize that was him. Yeah, yeah. 
but it, it's not his wife. It's an actress that in the movie. Uh, but his wife was very involved in the film. And uh, apparently he said one uh, scene in particular that a lot of women apparently responded to after seeing the film was, you remember this scene when she gets up in the middle of the night and she's like, I have to go to the diner and get coffee. And he's like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, it's time for sleeping. This is the time that people sleep. And she's like, well, you've just never had a girlfriend before. This is totally normal. I just have to go get a cup of coffee. What's so weird? And she's like freaking out. And I remember watching it thinking, what, does she need to go get a pregnancy test or something? Yeah. Like, what? Why I is ha- she I had no freaking idea. out? And then she goes, I have to go take a dump. <laughs> and apparently a lot of women relate to that. And I looked at you and I go, I never had that problem. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't. I don't, I don't think know. I've ever been afraid to poop in a guy's apartment. It was very odd. And I thought it was so weird because I'm like, well, you just told him, so can't you just go do well, it? Yeah, now? I mean, well, after a lot of hemming and hawing and trying to avoid <laughs> it, but yeah, it, it's such a weird thing about women. Like a thing that you've told me is. Women will go to a public <laughs> bathroom and they'll sit down and they have to number two. And if there's another woman in the entire bathroom, they just sit there and wait. Until because, she flushes. Because you, as a woman, you don't want another person to hear a plop. Or and <laughs> that is because absurd we're, to me. We're but, not, we, we're not boys. You guys like own it and you guys like want to show each other. I took the biggest no, it's anything and that, but honestly, you don't, you don't care. It, and you guys, oh, and your smell. And for some reason, you guys are proud of it. No, it's not necessarily proud, but let me tell you, <laughs> this is a real thing, especially when I am in the bathroom at work. Oh, Lord. Like, I just, no, <laughs> oh this is gosh. important. No. If, if I'm in there and if I know there's someone in the stall next to me, I kind of hope I make some noise. Because I'm afraid if it if it's completely quiet over here in my stall, this guy's gonna be sitting over there thinking, "What's this guy doing? Is he playing on his phone? Is he just like trying to avoid his boss or something? Why is he sitting in here and there's no noise coming out from over there?" So, like, <laughs> I kind of feel like I've got to make some noise and prove that I'm actually here for the right reason. Well, do you listen to him to see if he's making noise? No, I don't. It's it's okay, not well. a rational. It's not a rational thing, but. Part of me is like, oh, good. Now he knows that this so is legit. So you're like hoping for a toot? Or a, or a splash or <laughs> oh whatever. Oh, gosh. This is the worst conversation ever. I just Just so you know, that's what goes through my mind. That is so weird. At work. If I'm like, if I'm in a public restroom, Oh, if you're at home, care. you don't care. And you don't courtesy flush, which is disgusting. You stink up the whole house. Okay. I really don't want to get into this, but since you're bringing it up, fine. <laughs> Part of the reason I do that is because I have a history of some things happening down there and I need to look before I hit the flush button to see if everything's normal. That's fine for a normal poop. But when your stomach hurts and you're like, oh my gosh, this is the smelliest thing I've ever smelled. You need to just save everybody else. But I still need to look. No, I do. You you don't have to look every time. I got to make sure that it's what it should be. I don't think that's All right, necessary. we're moving on. But anyway, my point is, I could not relate to that scene. And I, I thought it was funny that he said in this interview, he goes, I had so many women be like, oh my gosh, that's totally how it is. 
Yeah, that's not. I've never had to leave. Not with, something that I understand. Well, certainly not you. I know, I know, but it was. I'm just saying it was from a, a girl's perspective. Yeah, it was a cultural thing that um, you and I both were like, I don't. I clearly it's not. She wants a cup of coffee, but I don't know what it is. I, I, don't I thought it was because she was like, "Oh my gosh, I need a pregnancy test," or yeah, I, 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 which I guess doesn't really make sense why she'd have to do it right in the middle of the night. Yeah, I don't know, but I don't know. I don't know either. Anyways, but it well, was kind of funny, that but was, also so ridiculous. Ruth. What what do you think was the funniest part of the movie to you? <sighs> I don't remember now. It's been a couple days. What did I laugh the, at? <laughs> I, I think our both of our favorite joke was when Ray Romano, the dad, is sitting there in the um, the cafeteria in the hospital, and he's like, "So, nine eleven. Oh. What, what do you? I've I've always wanted to talk to." people and so it was, it was awkward people about that and he's like you don't talk to people about it he's like well yes but but then his response because what like, did he so, ask he goes he was like so what what do you what do you think it was of a it? tragedy right or yeah he's like oh yeah it was, it was a tragedy. terrible tragedy we lost 19 of our best guys and it, it's it, that's what he's making a joke yeah, that's what makes that's what makes jokes funny is when it's something you didn't expect to hear at all and that, but it was so it was awkward really funny. and ill placed yeah, that so, it was hilarious. Super yeah, that was a that was a really good joke. And and I'm one of those people that enjoy um, jokes that you know some people would say, oh well, that you took that too far, you went too far over the line. I like that because yeah, you do. I don't. I'm not a. But super, to be fair, at this joke, I, I laughed. Yeah, I'm not a super serious person. Like I like to find humor in anything, even if there is a tragedy. Let's find some humor and find a reason to smile about it. Um, so I love that joke. I, I thought that was hilarious. Um, yeah, not that we're trying to say 9/11 was funny or anything no, like that. No, it's not. But just solely based because it's one of those things. It was totally unexpected. Exactly. So it made it funny. Like one of my favorite stand-up bits uh, before Daniel Tosh got big and got his show on Comedy Central and everything, um, I bought this like comedy stand-up comedy CD with just like one track of a bunch of different up-and-coming comedians, and he had this whole track. It was very soon after the hurricane Hurricane Katrina in New Orleans, and you know no one was talking about it because it was so soon, but he was willing to just go in there and. and the premise of the joke is like, if any city needs a bath, it is New Orleans. Like, oh, yeah. He says, that's He'd... French and redneck merging. That's a hygiene combination no antiperspirant can tackle. And it's yeah. like, it's funny. And but I just now like people that, know him as that because yes, he, exactly. he is that guy. He's the that person that will it. go 10 steps over the line. But, yeah. you know, I didn't, I had never heard him. I didn't know anything about it. And, um, like I said, I like to take a lighthearted look at, you know, even very serious things because I think laughter is cathartic and helpful. And um, so, yeah, those kinds of that was a really funny joke in this movie. And uh, and I I liked it. We both laughed very hard. Oh, yeah, I did. I forgot about that joke. I'm glad you (laughs) brought it up because like I told you, after watching this a few days ago, you tend to forget things. But I one thing I was actually surprised about was. And I wonder if this part of the story is true, but the tension between Emily's parents. Yeah, that I, I, I wasn't prepared well. for that. Yeah, that was a little weird, and and definitely, 
if that was true, like, why would he just, you know, confess all of this to his daughter's ex-boyfriend? Like, it was all kind well, of... Well, because th- people do weird things when there's a very know, big know, life event and I just, tragedy. I felt like that was unnecessary, unless it was true, like, unless they're just telling the story as it as it was, as closely as possible. To me, I didn't really like that. I thought it was... I thought it was unnecessary. I I didn't mind it, actually. Hmm. I wasn't necessarily prepared for it. But I think it shows a lot, too, that it's uh, him, him, and I wish I could remember his name, but the Pakistani ma- main character. Yeah. He gets to see, like, you know, marriages aren't always perfect. But you can still yeah. love each other, and even though he messed up, he yeah still loves Emily. And I mean, it just—I don't know—it brought it to a very real place for me. I—I I, I was fine with it. I just wasn't expecting it. I think was the thing. Yeah, I—I I wasn't expecting and it either. I really it was like her. Weird. What's her name? Helen Hunt. Holly Hunter. Or Holly Hunter. Thank you. Yeah. We we watched a movie with her recently. It was we did a oh, podcast. A really on it. bad movie. It was Home for the Holidays, and yeah, that was. Ugh. Which is sad because I actually really like her. Yeah. Um. So let me ask another question. Okay. What? It take, let's relate this to us now. If one of us has to be in a medically induced coma, would you like? Can you see yourself? handling the being super and it doesn't necessarily have to be a coma let's say you're conscious but very sick um would it be easier or harder for you to be the sick person or the healthy person well if i were unconscious probably the sick well, person. yeah so not if you're <laughs> unconscious but but if you're conscious but but one of us is very ill is it easier for you to to be the sick one or the healthy one the, i don't think there is an easier Quite frankly. I, when I watched it and I was like, oh my God, I don't know how to be sick. I don't. I've, I've never, literally never in my life spent a night in a hospital for me. I, mean, I've I was slept like, you spent the night when I yeah, had I've slept, babies. <laughs> I've slept on a couch in a hospital for my wife, but I've never, you know, the, the sickest I've ever been is I've got a fever. I need to sleep it off for 12 to 24 hours and then I'm healthy again. Like, I don't know how to be sick and it's actually kind of terrifying the thought of of being in a hospital bed and being helpless and um you know I'm I'm very you know I'll I'll take care of myself I I'm you know very independent I don't want people to have to care for me or or any of that and it would be it would be so hard for me to be incapacitated like that and I would just feel so terrible because I would be relying on you and the doctors and everyone. And I just yeah. hate just even thinking about that. So, um, I've I just, been on both sides. Neither one is fun. I just, I don't know if I'm strong enough to, to be that sick. Well, I mean, nobody wants to ever be no, that sick. I, I understand that. Yeah. I mean, I've been on both sides of it and both sides really suck. So anyway, that was just why I took away from it. Like I, I can emotionally, you know, detach myself enough to be the person that is there and, and can be strong and, 
you know, I've, I've had, you know, when you were in preterm labor, um, my mom having surgery to remove cancer, uh, you know, I, I compose myself and handle the hospital fairly well. Um, I don't know how to do it the other way. I don't know how to be on the other side of that. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. Kim, on a lighter note, we have to discuss one other thing. Go for it. Why could he not buy a real mattress? That's so, so <laughs> let me, let me tell you a real life story. Oh, I know no. our friends don't listen to this podcast, but our friends, Daniel and Andrea, um, Andrea, good luck with your baby coming soon. Um, yeah, she's due in March. So I met this guy because he and I both took a job at the same company coming out of college and, uh, we just connected and we we're, we're cheap. Me, Daniel, and another yes, guy. You guys are very frugal. We're very frugal and we we're like, Hey, we don't know each other, but why don't we live together so we can split the rent? So we got a three bedroom apartment, uh, the three of us and, um, Daniel always knew that, that Dallas was a, um, temporary spot for him because his girlfriend was back in Cincinnati, who is now his wife. Uh, but and now they live here since come back to <laughs> Dallas. But, um, he was like, I'm only going to be here for about a year. So I'm going to go buy a, it was like a $99 futon. The, the futon, like I, I actually slept on a futon in college but it was like a $350 futon and it There's was a difference. fairly like the mattress was probably as thick as like my hand, probably six or seven inches thick. This one literally had to have been like less than two inches thick. And, and he's a big guy. Daniel's a big guy. He's like six foot. He's like six what? five or, or yeah. he's tall. He's, he's, he's a big I, guy. I cannot imagine. And I told him, it's like, Daniel, you're an adult now. Buy yourself a, f- a freaking mattress. Like, it, like I was mad at him because it cannot be healthy to sleep on that every day. And no, um, not for your back. He did actually admit, like at the end of when he was about to move out, he was like, "I should have bought a mattress." I'm like, "Yeah, you should have. Come on." I was like, every at least once a month, I I was telling you it's absurd that you sleep on that thing. You can get a cheap mattress, like an I know, you know, like a clearance mattress somewhere yeah. is still better than yeah a blow up bed. Yeah, and I mean, this guy in the movie was sleeping on a blow up mattress. Yeah, that it is. And he took a no girl reason. back to his apartment, and she slept with him. No. Actually, what oh was what was funny is when they first got into it, and I saw how like their bodies moved. I thought he had a water bed. Oh, I kind of thought that too. Wouldn't actually, that have been funny? I thought she was going to be like, "Whoa," because she says something like, "Oh, yeah," and I thought she was going to go water bed, but yeah. she goes air mattress. <laughs> Why don't they sell water beds anymore? We should get oh, one. No, they're awful. <laughs> People don't do that anymore because it's not good for your back. Like they're such high maintenance. Yeah. And they're incredibly difficult to move. Yeah. They're, they're probably, terrible. If, if this is a big fad yeah. for a short time. Any uh, young people listening to this are like, what's yeah, a, they're, what's a they're water probably going, bed? what's a water bed? Yeah, it is what you think it is. It's, it's, it's an exactly air mattress. It's exactly what it sounds like. But instead of an air mattress, it's, it's a water mattress. Instead like, of just, filled with air, it's filled with water. Yeah. It was funny. Actually, when I was growing up, I would, used to babysit. And their uh, king size bed in their bedroom was a water bed. Yeah. My one of my good friends growing up had a wa- uh, either he had a water bed or his parents had one. I don't know. I, I just remember 
being on a waterbed That's at weird. Frank's house. Yeah, it was. I it's didn't weird. like it. Yeah. But anyway, that was the. If you're a single dude and you're just trying to figure you out, you know, a get way. a girlfriend or whatever, I don't even care. Just. You don't even need a bed frame necessarily, but no. you have to have a mattress. I don't even care. It has nothing <laughs> to do with women and dating. It has nothing to do. It has to do with treat your body right. Yes. You know, eat rice and beans for a couple of weeks. If that's what it takes to save up the money to buy yourself a mattress. Like, come it's on. good people. for you. Please. My husband was nice and bought me one when I was pregnant. Oh, goodness. <laughs> When your wife says my back is my when your pregnant wife says my back is killing me, I can't handle it. And this mattress is too soft. And um, then you go to the mattress store, and she says the only one that's gonna that I love is literally the most expensive mattress (laughs) in the entire store. No, I could have gotten a Tempur Pedic. Well, that would have been way more expensive. Okay, non Tempur Pedic, most expensive mattress in the store. Um, Quick pro tip: if you are buying a mattress. You can negotiate those things like used cars. Do not pay sticker price. Um, ask for the employee discount after a while. Like negotiate them down, and when they finally say this is as far as I can go, be like, you know, that's not far enough. Um, maybe if you gave me the employee discount, I'd do it. Otherwise, I'm gonna have to leave. They'll do it for you. Yeah, they will. Because so. they want the sale. It, it's just like cars. Yeah. yeah. Which I didn't know until you told me. But I've never had. I never had to buy my own mattress until I met you. Yeah. So, yeah, the that well, and to be fair, that mattress we had before we got for free. We did, and we didn't. But it was get to pick it was just it. too it was, soft. It for was me. in my uncle's warehouse, and and um, I am forever grateful because yeah, that did. was wonderful. And we tried. Yeah. I did try. It just it wasn't enough support for me. I don't think Sue and Chris listen to this podcast, but if you're listening, you, you know you probably remember. Ruth's, we gave it to Ruth's them. dad and I drove that mattress over. They liked the soft mattress. Yeah, so. they said they liked it, and I mm-hmm. I'm glad. I hope it works great for them. It was it just wasn't the right one for me. Yep. So thanks for my mattress. You are welcome. <laughs> I know you lose sleep over it, but I don't. I, it's no, you sleep good, right? Because it's such a comfortable mattress. I actually hated it for about a month. Oh, I didn't. And um, you were afraid. Well, because when it comes fresh out of the package, it's much firmer. It takes time for you to kind of break it in. I was worried that we would have to take it back and exchange it. And then I was worried like, okay, now that they've got my money, all that negotiation leverage I had is gone. And they're going to be like, well, yeah, you can get this cheaper mattress, but you're going to have to actually pay more because you're going to have to pay sticker price for the cheaper mattress when you're exchanging it. So I was really worried about that. So, Well, I think you should have been more worried about the fact that I liked it and I wasn't going to take it back. Well. <laughs> it, it worked out, so no big deal. I know. All right. Um, the big I guess we should wrap sick. It up. Anything else you want to talk about? Um, uh, not that I can recall off the top of my head. Overall, I really liked it. So if you haven't seen it, go see it. It's it's a good movie. I could see why it would be nominated for some stuff. Yeah, it's, I don't know what it's nominated for, but yeah, I can see I how you know it's a little bit different. It's um, it's awkward, funny. Yeah, it's a good story. You know, Amazon Movie Studios did it. Uh, so again, it is streaming on Amazon Prime. If you have that account, you want to go see it. Um, I give it a thumbs up. Ruth liked it. I I'm still doing the one to ten ratings. It was it was fine. It was good. Um, six, I guess. Like I don't think it deserves any awards. 
I don't think it was that good, but um, it's a, it's an interesting premise, I guess. Okay. Like if it were on right now and you're like, Kevin, do you want to watch that one again? Or do you want to go play on your computer? I'll probably play on my computer. I'd watch it again. Yeah. It's not that I would not watch it again, but it, it doesn't draw me strongly. Mm. So um, we'll call it a six from Kevin and a thumbs up from Ruth. And hopefully you'll hear from us soon. Okay. So that brings us to the end of our show here. And we don't know when we'll do our next podcast. We hope it's soon, but um, like we've said, the last couple of podcasts, we have no idea. We still have some guests we want to get on. Um, We do. Yeah. We were supposed to talk about Walter Mitty with Kiara. Oh yeah. That never that. happened. Um, that was a good movie. Yeah. So, anyways, um, we hope we'll to get talk around to you guys to soon. It. I am still on Twitter a little bit at we talk about movi. Um, our Facebook page probably hasn't had anything happen in months, so you can find us on Twitter. Let's just leave it at that. Um, <laughs> again, we will be seeing Black Panther in theaters at some point, so uh, maybe that'll be our next one. Who knows? But. Um, This is We Talk About Movies. I'm Kevin. I'm Ruth. Bye. Bye.